Greetings and welcome to Community Spotlight, where we share news that you can use. Sometimes it's entertainment, motivation, or education. This weekly program airs from 11.30 a.m. to noon every Sunday, right here on WKDU 91.7 FM in Philadelphia, or you can stream us all over the world by going to wkdu.org slash listen now. I am Sherry Pennington. I'm the founder and the creator of Community Spotlight. So what I would like to do today is share with you um, some very special people, um, members of Sweet Honey in the Rock. I recently had the opportunity to attend their 50th celebration of the birthday of the origination of the group. And today I am so happy to have two of the members with me, and we're going to allow them to introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about yourself. And first of all, welcome and thank you so much for agreeing to join with me in Community Spotlight today. So you're very welcome. We're glad to, glad to be here. Yes. Hi. Thank you, Sherry. Thanks for having us. Yes. So let's talk to Louise. Tell us about yourself and your role with Sweet Honey in the Rock and anything else you want. Well, my name is Louise Robinson. I am a singer in the ensemble Sweet Honey in the Rock, and I'm the president presently of Sweet Honey in the Rock. Um, I am a founding member from 1973. I, I left the group for 27 years and returned in 2004. Yeah, <laughs> there have been 29 women, so uh, 29. as you can imagine. <laughs> 50 years, you know, <laughs> it takes a lot of lives to, wow. to fill up that time. So, uh, mm -hmm. okay, excellent. So, um, hello. I, I, hi, this is uh, Carol Maynard, mm -hmm. and I'm proud to say I'm born and raised in North Philly. All right. I'm a Philly girl, and I am, I am a part of Sweet Honey in the Rock also, one of the founding members of the group in 1973. I am an actress. I'm a singer and a songwriter. I produce. I'm a mother, a best friend, a sister. I've been a lover, a wife. <laughs> I've been all of that in the bag of chips. And I've lived a life of uh, in the creative arts. I worked in New York as an actress and um, came back to Sweden. I was in Sweet Honey from the beginning until 1977. And I went to New York to pursue my acting career. And uh, I, I came back to the group as a sub, a substitute singer in 19, I think it was like 1989. I tra started traveling with them when they needed someone to fill in. And I came back full time when an opening was available in 1992. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I served uh, I, uh, right now in the group as a singer, but also uh, they call me the creative coordinator our creative consultant or the creative supervisor. So anything that has to do with content or the show or interviews or anything to do with the content that uh, goes out about Sweet Honey, I have a, a finger or two in that. Excellent. I appreciate it. And that. I live in New York City. Yeah, oh. I live in New York City right now. I'm oh. in New York. Very good. And that's Carol that we were just speaking to. And to the audience, well, if you're listening to WKDU, I know you know Sweet Honey in the Rock. However, for those of you um, who might not be as familiar, 
Um, these ladies are an acapella ensemble, basically, I, I, but I've noticed an instrument has been added. We'll get to that in a minute. But they have voices that inspire, educate, and really heal. And, you know, they've been doing this, as they stated, for about 50 years now. And a lot of the music was spiritual music. I first encountered Sweet Honey in the Rock in 1977, right at Drexel mm. University um, at WKDU, the Black Experience in Music, where we are today. So I, I just want to say, yep, I've loved the music ever since. The stories of struggles and triumphs, of the dreams and despair of the past and the future. And again, the Sweet Honey in the Rock, they're custodians of the heritage and champions of change. And that's why we're bringing them forward with you here today. So I want to begin by asking, what was the motivation for the group coming together initially? And what were the relationships, if either of you can speak to that? Well, we were, uh, this is Louise, we were part of a theater company called the DC Black Repertory Company. Oh. A lot of us were a couple of people in high school or just starting college mm -hmm. and 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 beyond. Wow. Uh, we were part of a theater company. And in the theater company, we had to sing, dance, set design, stage manage. Mm -hmm. And so um, uh, Carol and I were in that in that company and Bernice Johnson Reagan was, mm -hmm. and Mae were in the company and Bernice Johnson Reagan was the vocal instructor. And so one day we got a call from one of the men mm -hmm. in the company that said, Louise, let's do a group. What do you think about that? <laughs> and we went to Bernice and asked Bernice to help us with it. And so she started helping us sing. It was about 10 of us, men and women. Oh. And one day, uh, only three women from the group showed up. That was myself, Carol, and Mai. And Bernice, of course, said, well, we don't have a group. And we said, yes, we do. Let's hear what we sound like. <laughs> and the four of us started singing together. And they said, oh, we got a sound here. Mm -hmm. And we had learned a song in the workshop called Sweet Honey in the Rock. Uh, Bernice had taught us that song. And Carol said, why don't we, that sounds like a good name for, for the group. And that's how we said yes. That's how the groups we only in Iraq um, came into being. We did our first performance. That's why we call it our birthday on November seventeenth at Howard University. I went to Howard, okay. and Bernice also right went and taught at Howard. We we did a um, we did a performance at the W C Handy Blues Festival on November seventeenth. 1973. Yeah. And I, mm -hmm. and, and we sang for about, it was about 20, 20 minutes. minutes 20 yeah. Minutes. Mm -hmm. And that was our first performance. That's when you first heard Sweet Honey in the Rock. That's a beautiful That's sweet. me. Carol may have something. No, that's pretty much the, that's the story. Mm -hmm. And um, after that, that, I would say we did our first full set, a concert about an hour. Mm -hmm. And um, what is that? May eighth and ninth of of uh, seventy four, and we did that at the DC Black Repertory Theater Company. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't know how long the group was going to work because you had three actresses in the group. Bernice had kids and two kids and little kids, mm -hmm. and she was working on her doctorate. And we didn't know how much it was going to go, how long. Or, we didn't know. 
we were just taking it moment by moment. God knew. God knew. Hey, hey. Right, you know the now. Knew. Didn't they know? Well, they know now. But um, the thing was that, um, you know, Bernice was, I was, Bernice was well connected uh, in the folk world mm -hmm. and in the civil rights music and uh, protest movements, civil rights movements. She was very much a part of that as a member of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee and the SNCC of Freedom Singers. So all of those songs and 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 stories she brought to us in the theater, we also embraced that in the group because remember, you may be too young to remember this, Sherry, but in the seventies, go ahead. A lot of music that was being a lot of music that was being presented and listened to had to do with social protest mm -hmm. and yes. upheaval and just you know revolution. The revolution was was happening on many levels, but in music. There were many protest recordings from mm -hmm. folk world to the rock world to the soul, R&B and pop world. So we were embracing all kinds of music when we started out. After we did that concert, Bernice ended up being the artistic director of the African Diaspora Program at the Smithsonian Festival of American Folklife. What happened, that happened every year on the mall. And she was a part of this African diaspora program and, and said, Sweet Honey the Rock should be involved in it. Every day we sang at 10 a.m. on what we call the porch. Mm -hmm. So we did all kinds of acapella tunes, children's tunes, and a lot of people were introduced to the group through that festival. Wow, that's an awesome, awesome history there. Very good. So you mentioned that there have been 29 I guess all women at after that point, right, that have been in and out of the group. Yes, there have been 29 women to date. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what's the most that you've had in the group? You know, what, what I'm asking, time. like, as a solid group for a minute, you know, because I always thought there were five or six women, but <laughs> sometimes... I go ahead. Actually started as four women. That's uh -huh. how well, started. yeah, I'm hearing you now. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was four women that started. Um, I I think six was six a, is the maximum. Okay, the number that went out consistently six, and that's when I came back, and Arne Batson came back, and she she subbed in the group, and we both came in in two thousand four. Okay, very good. So I was at the performance here in Philadelphia when you ladies uh sang at the Paul Roberson's. Um, 125th birthday celebration, and I noticed that you had a bass player. So <laughs> what's up with that? I mean, how long and why did you choose of all instruments the bass? I mean, there may be other instruments. Let let me know, please. Well, um, hmm. Ezai had resigned. And Ezai who? Uh, tell it, tell it, no, tell go. Ezai Barnwell was in the group, and I didn't know if everybody knew her last name. So she had re she had resigned, mm -hmm. and she was um, um, the lowest voice that people all recognize worldwide. Oh, yeah. our lady, lady bass, Doctor Barnwell. Oh, okay. And we she what did she did she say? Don't try to replace. No, we didn't try that. We yeah, well, Sweet Honey never tries to replace anybody. They just try to re look at what the next configuration might be. So we didn't replace her. We we decided we would try an instrument and see oh, how that wow. worked out. 
Oh, interesting. And we tried space and, and we tried Romeo Mendez and we just loved him. <laughs> yeah, oh, we, very we interesting. It. Yeah. So <clears throat> tell me um any other question, why a cappella though? Is I mean you consciously made that decision to do a cappella. Um was there other consideration of instruments back when you first started? Well, no, I think no. Well, actually, let's let me back up. Mm -hmm. In terms of the group, as Carol said, we were learning a lot of we were in a theater company. Yeah. And so we had learned a lot of vocal music mm -hmm. as actors to sing in the play. You okay. know, and Bernice was the vocal instructor and she came out of that tradition. Gotcha. Uh, acapella music so when we were learning music for shows most shows we had some shows with instrumentation but most yeah, yeah uh, changes we had a big musical yeah we have changes yeah. but we also had musicals with no instrumentation yeah, song talk. yeah. Uh, day, of, day, day of life of people, people. That, that was one of the baddest pieces ever that was a great yeah a great what, 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 is, what is it called again life a, a day a mm -hmm. life a people, and it was the, a day in the life of African Americans in Chocolate City, Washington D.C., working for the government, ride, driving the bus, cleaning houses, cleaning the houses, the, whatever restaurants. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you man. know, it was a beautiful, beautiful day in the life. It was great. So, Written is it available Bernie. now that I can get yeah. it? Oh, girl, no, don't we? Well, wish. we'll let you know. <laughs> we'll let you know. Don't we wish? Oh. But, uh, Okay. You know, it, we kind of, we came out of that tradition of music. So, you know, we start from the theater company. Yeah. But the beautiful part of that was, you know, Carol came from Philly. Mae came from D.C. Mm -hmm. I came from New York City. And Bernie came from Georgia. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, and, and we were able to bring our experiences um, through the music. Yeah. So Sweet Honey has always kind of had that. You know, you come into the group, you bring your vibe with you, mm -hmm. uh, what, what what your life experiences have been, what your perspective is. And then we morph, not morph, but expand mm. the group to include that new sound. And then it becomes something else, yet it remains the same. Mm. That was something interesting that we heard somebody say. We kind of know it because we're living it. But I really loved when somebody did say that uh, out loud about how although it's been many oh, women, you said that, yeah, many women. That would be. Yeah, that would be lo lovely, Lou. Many women, different configurations, but the sound and the basis of what it is that we do remains solid. Yes, yes, excellent. And so in what ways right now do you think um, your music helps to engage and uplift communities, particularly, I guess, the black and brown communities? Oh Lord, that's a that's a biggie. Okay, I, I think I think it's a shared experience, not necessarily through sound mm -hmm. or the music, but it's the stories. The stories. It's the the opportunity to share what your personal experience is on stage, and it's also I'm gonna tell you, oh Sherry, you know, a lot of our audience um, is. Caucasian, white, no, a lot. Okay. We have a lot of people of color, you know, a brown, black, and Asian people that come and enjoy the music. Mm. We always want to, ex you know, reach out everybody that we talk to, no matter where they come from. Mm -hmm. I mean, this could be in China, it could be in Australia, 
and Germany, whatever, the experience of what the music brings up for them is always the same. That's okay. universal. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's because Sweet Honey, uh, Sweet, Sweet Honey's, the issues that we take or the things that we talk about are human experiences. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. every, every, I think every culture doesn't have the same experience, but they have the same essence. Mm. They have this, you know, they, everybody has fear. Everybody has anger. Everybody has love. Everybody loves their children. Mm -hmm. everybody, you know, those kind of things. Uh, and mm -hmm. so that's, how I think other cultures are able to, to get into it and understand, at least get a perspective. But we do speak to the Black experience because that's who we are and our tradition. And our tradition is catching. You know, <laughs> you go into a, a Black yeah. church, I don't care who you are. Right. <laughs> you know, the experience of, of you know, getting happy and yeah. shouting or not, or being still and having that same amount of emotion. Or, you know, it's a very emotional non-verbal experience mm -hmm. although yeah that i think mm -hmm. is it's in the music that touches people it mm -hmm. absolutely is you know i actually drove to uh the celebration from philadelphia and my daughter oh. was with me and she never heard of you before you know she's younger and i was wondering how she was going to take to the music I forget the first song, We're Glad You're Here, or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, we're so working. glad we're, you're here, yeah. Yeah, we're so glad. And so I, she immediately got into the clapping and the foot was stomping, and it was just really, really a great experience for her and me as well. I How mean, old is she? She's 30 now. So. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so the fact that she really was getting into it, though, because, you know, she listens to other types of music, put it that way. Yeah, but your your music definitely does um, speak to the soul, speaks right, speak, right, speaks right. to the heart, and it gets all up in you. You got to keep it moving, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for saying yeah. that. And I think that also we, we offer so many genres of music we sing in that I think the ear doesn't get so tired. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. so how do you um create, go about composing the songs? Uh, I mean, any of the new songs, how how do you do that? Who does that? Well, well, mostly people compose their own songs mm -hmm. and then they bring them to the group um, to rehearse. And some people are open to other people's thoughts about their songs. And some people just have really clear, their songs are really laid out clearly. Yeah. And, and so we learn the parts. And lately we've been working at um, collaborating. Carol and I have been in many situations where we used to collaborating on music okay. and writing music together. Uh -huh. But I think that has not been Sweet Honey's history. And so we have some things that we have collaborated on that came out very nicely. And so we're trying to do a little more of that as well as our own individual songs. Mm -hmm. But it's a little harder process, of course. And then there are some some groups, that's what they do. They write songs together. Mm -hmm. That's what their, their their MO is. But all of us go into our own little uh, hut and get our equipment together and do our best to lay down the parts. <clears throat> and sometimes we do ask the other members of the group, this is what I hear. Do you hear anything else? 
So we can be open, like Louise said, some people are open to getting feedback and help from other members of the group in terms of the music and the lyrics, whatever. And mm -hmm. some people just stay in for a certain song. They say, this is what I hear and this is what I want. And then Sweet Honey is really in the oral tradition, which means mm -hmm. we don't hand out sheet music and read notes off the paper. Right. So basically someone will sing something to you you hear it that way, or you may hear it on a device, you hear it, and then you ingest it that way mm -hmm. and come back with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that could be challenging. So speaking of challenge, what, what are some of the biggest challenges um, that you might have experienced as a group? Well, in, in particular, I'm going to say while advocating for social change through music. So mm. what type, or, or what's the biggest triumph, you know? Oh, the, okay. I'm gonna say that's a wide bird, Sherry. I'll say two go things. Ahead, go then, ahead, you then go. You can think about the wide. I'm gonna think it. The wide. <laughs> think about that. <laughs> I, I think one of the triumphs is what you witnessed. Um, oh yeah. Just the other night. That's yeah. the triumph when you yeah. get the feedback that what the work that you're doing matters to people, what changes people's lives. We were in Chicago and we. We, we were on stage with a moderator and, and it was kind of question and answer. That was what it was intended, like me, sweet honey. Yeah, intended to be, mm -hmm. ask questions. That turned into a session like I can't tell you. There were tears and stories and yeah. unbelievable stories mm -hmm. of people struggling with drugs and this and what, how the music was their therapy to get them back on their feet or Ooh. how... The, you know, they had relatives that they, they used the music or people's passings. And that was the, the, the music that was used in the transition. And I mean, it was just stories on stories, wow. and, you know. So it's it's when you realize that the work you're doing is really is really getting to people because in the commercial world, uh, it, it doesn't seem like that. You know, the who, why, what. Never heard of them. Don't oh. ask for them. You know, even even things that are that are presented by and to our culture. Yeah, they don't look for us particularly. Not yeah. in the commercial world. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. The other thing I could share there. It's, um, we have a dear friend. Her name is Marnie, and Marnie just shared this with me the other day. She went to see an event with John Baptiste and his mm -hmm. wife Zuleika. Zuleika, and they were talking about music and healing, you know, because of her healing and situation. But one of the things I think someone asked him a similar question, but he said, music that hits the four quadrants. Mm -hmm. I'm not quoting exactly, but music that hits the four quadrants of life, mm -hmm. birth, death, marriage coming together mm -hmm. and special holiday events, special like graduations, things occasions. that occasions. Mm -hmm. And he said music that uplifts people in those four quadrants, you know, that I'm going to say is a slam dunk. It's going to stay with you. It's going to affect your life. And it's music that, you know, that you will want to share. I thought that was so profound. I've been thinking about it, you know, from time to time every day, what songs, and I think all of our music, I'd say all of our music yeah, they speak does speak to that. people's lives. Speaking to people's lives. Yep, yep. Wow, that is pretty profound. And it makes mm -hmm. a lot of sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So as time is moving on here, we have about another, uh, I guess, about five more minutes to go. 
I just would like to find out, are there any other upcoming projects or collaborations that um, you're excited about that's happening in the near future? Oh, wow. We have projects that we have uh, uh, dreamed up uh, <laughs> and are totally possible for okay. our 50th anniversary. Some things are ongoing. Okay. The first big thing that we did was just recently in Boston. Last week. Last week it was mm, time. Show do go by. Lord. <laughs> Last weekend in Boston at the 11th and 12th at the uh, Institute for Contemporary Art presented Sweet Honey in the Rocks symphonic mm-hmm. collaboration with the composer William Banfield. And it was set to music in 2011, 2012. We performed it at the Kennedy Center with the National Symphony and the Morgan State Choir. Mm-hmm. He wrote the music to the poetry. He wrote our the music to the poetry we we gave him. He wrote the music for the full orchestra and wrote the music for the chorus. We had the opportunity to open our 50th energy with that presentation in Boston. It was very well received. Mm-hmm. Um, other projects we they're ongoing. Okay. Uh, this this birthday celebration, and which was uh, produced by the uh, West Philadelphia Cultural Alliance and the Paul Robeson House Museum, was just phenomenal. I mean, that yes. was boom. So we'll just have to tell people to get on the website, sign okay. up, or to be on the email list. Stay with us on social media, and those things will be, you know, announced as they they are coming to fruition. So we what's have, the website? What is the website? Uh, org. Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. Very good. So I just wanted to quickly comment on um, that birthday celebration that was in Maryland. I mean, it really was phenomenal. The fact that they had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people on the Zoom call. <laughs> first of all, I'm like, really? Are you kidding me? People from all over the world. Um, Because I remember somebody said Australia, you know, as they shouted out where they were. Uh, Oh, in the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, One of my friends. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know somebody in Australia that just said he was there. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 So, but the energy that were, I love the intimacy of the crowd that was there. And, um, you know, just everybody, you could feel the love and how much you ladies have touched. Like you said, so many lives. Some people mm-hmm. just wanted to testify and keep going on. And I'm like, wait a minute, y'all. We want to hear <laughs> like going on and on and on. I mean, not that you're not worth it, but okay, can yeah. we hear another song? So anyway, yeah. it, it was phenomenal. I'm sure whatever upcoming projects that you're going to do are going to be just as great as that. And I just want to um, encourage people one more time that you can go to sweethoneyintherock.org, right? To- yes. Yes to keep up with what's happening. And it will also direct you to um, some of the new music out there. Just just go there and get that information. And, go ahead, and please uh, just let them know we have a, a we're, in the, we're in the process of a recording project. The singles are being released. One was released two months ago and one was just released at the party yes. uh, called Tune for June. And the one released a couple of months ago was called Retribution. So there'll be more singles coming out. We're looking to do an all-star concert with some of your favorite people. Oh, Hopefully yeah. we're looking to it. We're in the process of documenting. So there's other things. Of, yeah. we're, we're in the process 
substance of working. So just keep an ear and an eye open. There you us. go. There you mm -hmm. go. And just want to give a shout out to um, Janice Sykes Ross. Yes, yes, for, yes. For the introduction. Ooh, I mean, whatever she puts Gary. on, it's, uh -huh. it's, it's the class act. You know what I mean? Oh, it right. Was, and so. Azure Gary. Yeah, those two sisters. Boy, did they do the do for they us. They really did a beautiful thing. Yeah. For those of you who were not in-house, we had a cake and champagne toast and some great food. Yes, yep. yeah. Oh, that food was really good. The huh? food was off the chart, right? How about those greens? Know, Sherry, anyway. Yes, ma'am. Sherry, when yes. we were in the studio, um, I walked back in there around 10 o'clock. People were still online talking. Are you yeah. Wow. Yeah, still online. That's mm -hmm. great. That's great. So I, I would like to thank um, these ladies representing Sweet Honey in the Rock. Um, we have Louise Robinson and also Carol Millard. And it's been such a pleasure speaking with you. Um, we're going to have to get together and do this again soon. I like it. Yeah, thank you. And so, thank you so much, Sherry. You are thank you, everybody happy. listening. Yeah, thank you. Look out for us. Thank you, Philly. Y'all, that's right. This I feel like there. <laughs> anyway, yes, thank you for listening, um, listening audience. And I hope that you have been inspired by what you've heard, learned something new. And if you have news that you think that we can use, by all means, reach out to WKDU.org, Attention Community Spotlight. And I'd like to say for all of you, stay in peace, go in peace, and whatever you do, put those guns down. Yeah.